This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It is frequently said that to be absent in the flesh is to be in the presence of the Lord. Why is everybody wanting to flee in order to be in the presence of the Lord? What is the possibility of being in the presence of the Lord now rather than in some distant time after your passing? Do you want to be in the presence of the Lord? The Bible says that in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Maybe one of the reasons why so many Christians are not full of joy today, but full of fear, is because we're not living in his presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. So, today on Viewpoint, we're going to be talking about this matter of abiding in his presence. Abiding in the Lord's presence. And uh, as we get into this, I was, I've been giving some thought to it. And I remember a situation many years ago uh, when I was still living in California, practicing law, but landscaping has always been a big deal for me, designing, landscaping, maintaining, and so on. And I, may, I, I really uh, attend to it. So one day I was coming back from law practice and alongside the driveway, there was a wonderful bush that was well-trimmed, just like everything else, well-trimmed. But there was something strange about it. And as I looked at it, it was like the whole bush was healthy, except for one area that was about 10 inches wide. And I walked up close to the bush, and there was nothing apparent that would show why that area would be dead and the rest of the bush so alive. So I reached down and touched that area that was looking to be dead. And it pulled out from the rest of the bush like a file drawer. It just slid right out. It was not attached to the vine, so to speak. It was not attached to the vine. There are an awful lot of Christians out there that are not attached to the vine. They look like they're part of the body of Christ, They say they're part of the body of Christ, and they're part of churches and so on, just like that uh, particular branch was part of the bush. But in reality, they're not in the presence, and they're not abiding in the vine. Does that come close to to describing a bit how you feel, my friend? That's what we're talking about here today on Viewpoint. Our guest today, with his new book, Abiding in His Presence, says that if we truly abide in the Lord, our fears will be relieved, the dread of darkness will be removed, we'll stop fretting, we'll stop fearing, we'll feel God's love in His presence, we'll actually be prone perhaps even to laugh when trouble surrounds us, and the dreaded sting of death will be gone. Yet those are the very things that are troubling Christians from coast to coast. Why is that? Maybe it has something to do 
with the absence of the presence of the Lord? Is it that the Lord is absent from us or that we're absent from him? A number of years ago, my wife and I were given the privilege of going to one of the most famous plantations there in uh, the South. And uh, there in that uh, plantation, they had a little uh, store. And there was a plaque in that store that caught our attention, and here's what it said. If you don't feel close to God, guess who moved? If you don't feel close to God, guess who moved? Well, we bought it. And we've kept it in our home in front of our congregation every single day since then. If you don't feel close to God, guess who moved? If he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, then you must have been one to leave his presence. Can you think of the implications of that? If the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy, then the absence of the Lord is not fullness of joy and all other kinds of problems and issues. So as we chat about this here today on Viewpoint, perhaps we're talking about something that would be an anchor for you may actually be provide a new heart, a new vision, a new longing for Jesus. We used to sing a song, longing for Jesus, I have a longing in my heart for him. Just to be near him, to feel his presence, I have a longing in my heart for him. Really? Do you have that? Our guest today, from Ethiopia, Elimo Biftu is joining us he is an import to Dallas, Texas, from Ethiopia. Elimu, it's good to have you on the program. Thank you. Alimu, very much like Alamo. Alimu. And what does the name Alimu mean? Do you Alimu know? means my last joy. It means joy? My last joy. Oh, well, that seems like it's a pretty good name, something to live up to. And maybe yeah. that has something to do why why you're drawn to uh, writing a book called Abiding in His Presence. And uh, why is it, do you think, that so many professing Christians today do not abide in the presence of the Lord and don't seem to be drawn to? The, the, the primary reason is because when we abide in the presence of God, just like what you said earlier, it's, it, we become a threat to the enemy. And the only way the enemy can overcome us is by removing us from the presence of God. That's where he started in Genesis chapter 3. Okay, but some people will say, well, didn't the Bible say no man can take me out of the Father's hand? Therefore, how could he take me out of God's presence? Uh what do I have to do with it? Isn't God going to put me in a chain and tie him to his presence? Absolutely, yes. But, however, God created us with the free will. Adam was in the presence of God. He was to abide with God and walk with God, fellowship with God. Right. But when the enemy came and gave them an alternative and temptation, mm-hmm. they left their place. Not. Ah. They left the Lord. So then Adam was in the most perfect presence of God there in the Garden of Eden. Everything was provided for him. 
He didn't have to worry even about knowing good and evil because God was good and he didn't intend for Adam to know about evil. So he says, don't eat of that tree. That's Mm -hmm. not going to be good for you. Don't eat of that tree. So Adam had everything that he needed. Everything was good. And God even provided him with a helpmate taken from him. And he said that was good. Everything was good. So Adam then apparently committed an act of treason against God, and it cost him the presence of the Lord. We'll be right back after this, friends. The book, Abiding in His Presence, $18. We'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today, we're talking about what it means to abide in the Lord and in his presence. If it doesn't have anything to do with us, then why does the Bible say, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Notice that's an affirmative action that you and I have to engage in. We must seek the Lord. We must call upon him. You see, relationship is a two-way street. And sometimes we think that somehow the only thing that matters is making some sort of a confession of faith, that is, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God and that we were sinners and we need a Savior. And then everything's cool, everything's wonderful, and we go on our merry way. The problem is our way doesn't become merry. You know why? Because we don't understand and have not understood that God wasn't just interested in getting some confession, some blithe confession from our mouths. He wants us to walk with him and to talk with him just like that famous song in the garden talks about. So what do we do about this? Our special guest today, uh, Elemu, uh, Alimu Bifto, I'm, I'm trying to get the emphasis on the right syllable here, Alimu, and uh, uh, you're from Ethiopia. How long have you been here in the States from Ethiopia? Well, too long, uh, 40, almost 44 years. My goodness, did you know that the number 40 is the number of testing? <laughs> I'm 44, <laughs> so it's signs and wonders and miracles. <laughs> so... Uh, you've been tested, so uh, yes. and and America is a good place to be tested. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you're actually down there in the Bible Belt, uh, where some of the testing is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Contrary yeah. to a lot of people's thinking, people yep. think that because it's called the Bible Belt, that they got it made in the shade and everything's wonderful and cool and everybody loves Jesus. Couldn't be further from the truth, could it? I agree with you. Ah, 
Okay. Now, we used to sing a song. It's in hymnals today, but it's not sung very often. And the refrain in that song goes like this. Constantly abiding, Jesus is mine. Constantly abiding, rapture divine. He never leaves me lonely, whispers oh so kind. I will never leave you. Jesus is mine. Constantly abiding. What does it mean to abide? That's the question. Hmm. What does it mean to abide? Because if we can't define the term, it doesn't really yes. do any good to talk about it, does it? No. So what does it mean to abide, Alamu? You know, you you know when we the 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 story we just started with, uh, which is easy for everybody to follow, in Genesis, uh, after the after Adam and Eve uh-huh. left their place, and when the Lord came to them, look what He asked them. He didn't say, "What did you just do?" Why did you disobey me? He Why said, where you are you? Me? Exactly. Because they <laughs> left their place. In other words, they weren't abiding in his presence. Exactly. They <laughs> left the presence for something else. Yeah. Looking for something else. And the enemy offers us uh, what seemed to be more attractive. That's what deception is all about. Uh-huh. And what is more up. Uh, you know, uh, pleasant instead of, you know, minimizing our relationship with the Lord, our abiding place. Once we stepped out, then we are without anything. We, in fact, this morning is the first that you asked that. This morning I was uh, just meditating on the prodigal son. And the only thing he did was he, take, he, he got everything he wanted. He left. But what he didn't know was leaving his father it's going to cost him. Mm. It's going to cost him later on. So abiding in the in the Father is going to cost us, is what you're saying. Exactly. Is that and what is called the cost of discipleship? Maybe, maybe in some aspect. But in in this sense, when you look at that young man, young man, what what did he do? He came back to his senses. He said, "Let me go back." Hmm. Let me go back. He didn't say anything. Let me go back and confess. But right. that confession brought him back to his father. Right. It opened up a river of fair, uh, uh, favor uh, exactly. with the father. And exactly. I think everybody would want to admit that they want God's favor. Yes. But the problem is God's favor is conditional. And it seems that today in American popular culture, which has invaded the church, that mm-hmm. the whole idea of any promise of God being conditional just doesn't resonate. Hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Exactly. Because we become self-oriented, not God-oriented people. So... I'm thinking, uh, in your book, you talk about uh, Adam, of course, beginning, there in the beginning, and he lost favor with God because of his dissing God's word. We call Mm -hmm. that disobedience. Mm -hmm. And then came a fella 
by the name of Noah about a thousand uh-huh. years later, and uh-huh. people have become so corrupt uh-huh. that uh, God had to find a man that was walking uh-huh. with him, that was abiding yeah. with him, even though yeah. the rest of the world was not. So who did he find? Noah and he found Noah. Yep, yep. Yeah, and the Bible says that Noah found favor with God, and he was the only one that God can find in in the whole world at that time that was walking with Him in truth. Yes. Yeah. Now that gives all new meaning to the word of the remnant, doesn't it? Yes. A remnant is a very small group of people. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that at the end of the age, there's only going to be a remnant that are going Mm -hmm. to enter into the kingdom. Jesus said, not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to inherit the kingdom. Only those who do the will of my Father. That means obedience. So why is it, tell me, why is it that the word obey has become the most hated word in the church today, as admitted to by many, many pastors on this program over the past 10 years? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very simple, uh, at least from my perspective. All right. uh, the, the, the reason it's simple is we can measure activity, but it's hard to measure obedience. Mm. That is very interesting. In other words, we can market people making a confession for Christ, but we can't market discipleship because it doesn't sell. No. Mm -mm, No. mm -mm, mm -mm. But if we're not walking as genuine disciples, can we say that we're abiding in his presence? No. No. The fact that we disobey and step out of his presence is uh, is, uh, is, is is disobedient. So, uh, for, for in my view, when we look at this, the topic just you rest, and even a ministry can replace the presence of God uh-huh. because we are so so engaged in what we are doing. So we are active with uh, for God in and on the expenses of our, our relationship with God. All right, so, so we're trying to do a lot of stuff, but it's not the things that God says he wants us to do and to be if we want to be close in his presence. Exactly. And the way then we, we need to look, even our ministry, our lives, whatever we do is, ministry is not what we do. It's a total obedience to the revealed will of God. All right. So if we hate the word obey and think of it as mm-hmm. a four-letter word, Mm-hmm. then what we're really doing is dissing the very presence of God because he's only committed himself to be with us and abide with us if we obey his voice. Exactly. That's exactly. That's not only in the New Testament, but that's all through the Old Testament. When the Lord came through the prophets and others, he said, you did not obey me. You did not obey my voice. You did not obey my voice. Right. So uh, how would you define, then, abiding in Christ? 
You use the word obedience. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you would use to describe what it means to abide in Christ? Abiding Christ is, number one, is just to know who he is. And Paul is one, one of a great guy in, in, the, in the New Testament, as you know, as far as hearing that, uh, the presence of God and the glory of God and went to the third heaven. But look, look the way he started. When he started, he, he said when he had that encounter with the Lord, who are you, Lord? Uh-huh. That's where he started. In other words, he thought he knew who God was. Uh-huh. Maybe we've got a problem. <laughs> Maybe it's a <laughs> fundamental problem, and we think we know who God is, uh-huh. but we have not properly understood him from his viewpoint. And we say here on this program every day, viewpoint determines destiny. So maybe we need a viewpoint adjustment as professing that's exactly, Christians. That's exactly what, once, once, we, once we know who he is, we cannot replace God for anything, with anything. All right. We, we fall in love with him. All right. Now you're talking about something else. You've added another word, love. Mm-hmm. So you talked about obedience. You've mm-hmm. talked about love. Mm-hmm. But how can we say we love him if we're not in his presence daily? We can't because Jesus used that, the same word you just used. He said, Abide in my love. Ah, okay. So it all comes back, abiding, obedience, love, doing mm-hmm. the will of the Father mm-hmm. that actually is what initiates his favor toward us. Not that we can earn salvation, mm-hmm. but just like a father is not mm-hmm. going to demonstrate too much favor toward a rebellious child. When the kid comes and asks him for the keys to the kingdom, and he says, you got to be kidding me. You haven't done a single thing I've asked you to do today. <laughs> so, I mean, God is a father. He's not going yes. to be Mickey Mouse around with, is he? No. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So when the Bible says, seek the Lord with all your heart, Mm-hmm. Lean not unto your own understanding. Trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all your heart. Trusting mm-hmm. is an essential part of being of abiding in his presence, isn't it? Yes. Yes. But yes. how can we say uh if we that we trust God if we refuse to do what he says? No. The fact that we are not obeying, we are not trusting him. All right. So when Pope Francis this week spoke to the leaders in Africa and they spoke back to him and he said, look, you need to come along and embrace the practice of homosexuality and, uh, you know, this is, this is all mm-hmm. part of what it means to be in love with the Lord. And they said, not so fast, Mr. Pope. Who was walking with the Lord? Was it the leaders in Africa who resisted that, or was it the Pope? 
the, the leaders who resist and stand for the truth. These things are not that difficult to understand, are they? No, no, no. It's, uh, you know, when we are not uh, abiding in, in the presence of the Lord, we create our own stuff. And uh, so that becomes replacing our God. We, and we trust those things, whatever it is, instead of God. Right. Okay. Friends, this may seem a little bit uh, lacking in freewheeling conversation here today. But what's really happening here is we are setting the standard for what it means to abide in Christ. Do you? We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. I wonder, do we really want fellowship with a holy God? God says, I am holy, therefore be ye holy. Jesus said, I am holy, therefore be ye holy. But do we really want that? Are you sure? Because that means something is required of us to be in his presence. Listen to some of these passages from the scriptures. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. In other words, the righteous, those who do righteously. Will you not tremble at my presence? Job said, I'm troubled at his presence. Yet God said to Moses, my presence shall go with you. What's the difference? Well, the difference is Moses walked with God. And then there was a fellow by the name of Enoch. What about him? Alimu, what about Enoch? What did he do? All he did was he made a decision. And you know, at, uh, when we read Genesis chapter 5 and 6, the scene and the situation, the circumstance was really, really bad. And then in, in the middle of that, this man comes and said, uh, I'm going to follow God. What? Yeah, that's all he known for. He followed God. What does that mean? He made a choice in spite of the price. In other words, he aligned his word, his will, and his ways with God's. Absolutely. Without consideration of the culture, 
without capitulating to the temptations and the thrusts and the deceptions yep. and all those things mm-hmm. that were going around him, mm-hmm. he made a choice. Yes. You know, every time, every time I read that story, um, Chuck, what really uh, ministered to me is uh, the phrase that says, he was not found. Because God took him. God was so excited about the presence of Enoch that he said, hey, come on up here, boy. I, I, I really love this fellowship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was not found for anything. He did for sin or for fame or for whatever takes us today right. from our fellowship with the Lord. Nothing can find him. All right. Now, you set forth in your book... Uh, something about him and walking with God. And you say it was his dedication to God, it was his walking with God, being surrendered to God, pleasing God, believing in God, believing God, fulfilling God's desire for fellowship, seeking God, focusing on what is eternal. So these are all characteristics of Enoch walking with God. But it seems to me that they're also characteristics of Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say so? Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, you know, uh, when we come to the New Testament, if you jump from the old to the new, when Jesus came and to the disciples, what was the word he used first? Follow me. Exactly. And the Bible says he chose 12 to be with him. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Jesus' ministry was not a do-it-to ministry like American ministry. It was a do-it-with-you ministry. Yes. Wow. So he had to show, not just tell, but show the disciples of what it meant to abide with the Father. Yes. 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 So the Apostle Paul said, now you follow me as I follow Christ. How many of us mm-hmm. would be able to say that with a straight face? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because you might be caught up in the Alamo down there in Dallas where you're living. <laughs> so, you know, what we're talking about here is so simple and yet so serious. God is looking for a person who would restore the reflection of his glory with total obedience like Noah did. Yes, yes. So everything that God told Noah to do, he said, yes, sir, right? Yep. And he was already living in a way that obviously pleased God because he found favor with the Lord. That's true. And also, if you, when, when you just, this the, the child that you just mentioned about Noah, you know, it, it says that he obeyed God for 120 years in the fear of the Lord. No, now wait a minute. Now you're introducing another factor. And. You have no, well, you do know how important this is because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Exactly. So, 
if we're not walking in the fear of the Lord as a foundation for a relationship with the Lord, how can we say that we're abiding in him? No, we can't. Can't do it, right? We can't do it. What you did not know, Alamu, Mm -hmm. is that a few years ago, I wrote a book called The Secret of the Lord, based on Psalm 2514 that says, the secret of the Lord is with them who fear him, and to them and them only will he manifest his covenant. And the whole book is setting forth how all the promises of God are conditioned on our walking in the fear of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. I do. With everything that was in me. Because without the fear of the Lord, if I say I don't fear the Lord, that means I don't know the Lord. Well, exactly. We don't know who he is. We don't even realize that he's a really holy God. We think he's just like us. No. 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 Hey, you know what happened? Back in 1992 or so, we had what was called Gulf War One. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Shock and awe. The rockets went off, bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the United States was there. And so George W. Bush uh, and George Herbert Walker Bush sent off these, it was George Herbert Walker who sent them off, and people were scared spitless all over America. And so what they did, they put up yellow ribbons all over the trees across America to be express their patriotism. But they were also fleeing back to church. Mm. And here's what happened. The pastors said, this must be the revival that we're praying for. But Time Magazine saw it very differently. Mm. In fact, they did a feature article. It's probably the most important article Time Magazine ever did. It had a cross on the front cover. In the lower right-hand corner were these words, Alamu. The generation that forgot God. Wow. Now, what generation were they talking about? They weren't talking about the generation to come. They were talking about the generation that was already passed. So as Americans were flooding back to church, Time Magazine did a a complete double spread on on this subject called the church search. Talked with pastors and parachurch leaders of all other different kinds of uh, organizations and so on. And they concluded this. Well, Americans are flooding back to church, but church will never again be the same. Why? Because Americans are looking for a custom-made God, one made in their own image. Yes, yes, yes. So how can we say we're following and looking for fellowship and the presence and abiding with the Lord when we're looking for a custom-made God. Cannot, cannot happen. This is tough talk happen. for troubled times, isn't it? Cannot happen. Okay. Now, we want, don't want to spend all of our time focusing on these aspects, but we've got to realize that in general, American professing Christians in large measure are not truly walking in God's presence. Just not. We can't be. 
because disobedience has become, the word obey has become the most hated word in the church. We can't please God and walk in his presence if we're dissing what he says. Mm-hmm. Now, let's mm-hmm. suppose, let's shift now and mm-hmm. uh, spend the rest of our time talking about what will happen then in our lives if we're truly abiding in his presence. Not what keeps us from abiding in his presence, but what mm-hmm. will happen in our lives, in our relationship with the Lord, in this amazing time that we live that is so troubling and so testing for so many people. Fear is utterly rampant. Will we be plagued by fear in our lives if we're truly abiding in his presence? That's the question that's going to hover over us as we enter into the final segment of the program here today with our special guest, Alemu Biftu, and his book, Abiding in His Presence. By the way, you're a co-author with Chuck Pierce, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you alone are here because he did not want to join me, another Chuck, on the program, right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't know to do what to do with two chucks. Well, you know why? Because it's the most hated word in the in the, in the country. The whole, Chuck is the most hated name in the country. You know what they do with us? It's dangerous. They throw us out in roasts. They put us out the window. They up chuck us. They do all kinds of things. Like I mean, it's nasty. <laughs> We can have a little bit of humor, I think, when we're talking about something that's serious. And friends, the book, Abiding in His Presence, $18, we'll put this $19 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Are you abiding in his presence? Are you sure? Is there fullness of joy every day? We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. If we're going to break the cycle of deception in our country and in God's own house, we're going to have to walk in the Lord's presence. We're just going to have to do that. We're going to have to abide in his presence. If we went back to the book of John, chapter 15, we would find actually the synopsis of Jesus' discussion concerning the matter of abiding in him. 
I urge you to read that. The first 10 verses of John chapter 15. We know if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. We know that. But he talks about abiding in the vine. And those who don't abide in the vine and he fertilizes them and they don't produce, he says, they're going to be cast into the fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That might fight against some people's theology. Maybe your theology isn't right. Maybe we're defining a God the way we want to see him. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know the God of the Bible. So how are we going to have fellowship with him and abide with him and experience the joy of his presence? There was a fellow by the name of Abraham. Tell us about him, uh, Alemu. You know, on Abraham, when the Lord came to him and he said one thing, leave everything and follow me, that's part of abiding in his presence. Aha. Uh-huh. Follow me. Now, wait a minute. Did you, did you ever read in the Bible where it says that Abraham questioned and uh, said, you know what, I'm going to have to pray about it? Never. No. He said... Okay, God, you're God, you know what you're talking about, and I'm going to do it. And he didn't even take a second uh, glance at it, did he? No. Hmm. And then then the second... Go ahead. ahead. The second aspect of that is when we abide in the Lord, and where it will bring us into a full revelation of who God is. In, In that Genesis journey... And Abraham said, let me build an altar for the Lord who revealed himself to me. Uh huh. So that revelation will bring us into a place of worship, a true worship. Well, a lot of people will say, you know, I love worship. Or they'll come out of their church gathering and they say, wasn't that great worship? Have you ever heard that phrase? Wasn't that great worship? So they're worshiping that's, their worship. They're not worshiping God. They're worshiping their worship. That's, that's singing. That's not worship. <laughs> well, it might be emotionally engaging, but it may not yeah. be true worship. That's true. Okay. So worship uh, has to do, it's made up of two words, worth and mm-hmm. recognizing the worth, a worth-ship. Yes, exactly. So yep. when yep. we worship we're actually attesting to the worth of God as a holy God, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And that seems to be what Abraham did. That's what he did. But he wasn't a perfect guy, was he? No, but but look look what that did, what you said earlier, and the issue of obedience. Yeah. And then because he knew God and he worshipped when he said when he came back to him and said, Sacrifice your son for me. He didn't question God. Right. But interestingly, there was a point where he lost his trust in the presence of the Lord for twenty five years. God had said to him, I'm going to, through you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed, which meant he had to have a son, which he didn't have. 
So finally, yeah. after about 12 years, he started getting a little disillusioned about it. And so he mm-hmm. went to Sarah and he said, you know, he, mm-hmm. I think he was complaining to Sarah all the time. She says, well, why don't you just take my hand, Agar? <laughs> so yeah. he did. And guess what happened? We mm-hmm. got we got Gaza out of it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. got all of the troubles that we're experiencing in our world today from yeah. that act of lacking, not trusting God. Yeah. Apparently, Abraham was not walking fully in God's presence at that moment. No. So there was no fullness of joy. No. Look what happened with no. Sarah. She she wasn't happy about this Hagar girl having mm-hmm. a baby, was she? She said, get that gal out of here. Yeah. So it introduced envy into Abraham's marriage. When we don't walk with God in the light of his word, we're not shedding glory on our way. We're shedding, well, a lot of other stuff that we're not going to like very much, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Now, so Abraham followed Because of that, God honored him, gave him favor, and actually called him a word that uh, he uses for no other person in the Bible. What word is that? It starts with F. Friend of God. Friend. Mm -hmm. I want to be called a friend of God, don't you? Absolutely. How How can you be a friend if you don't abide in him, with him? Yeah. And how can you be a friend if you don't walk with him and talk with him and spend time in his word and meditate in his word mm-hmm. daily? How can you do that? Maybe we're living in a fool's paradise. A world of religious pre- pretense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But, but you have a chapter called A Vision to Make History. And if we mm-hmm. really want, as Christians... True followers of Christ, abiding in him, rejoicing in his presence where there's fullness of joy, then we are in a position for God to do something special in and through our lives like he did with Enoch, like he did with Noah, like he did with uh, uh, Abraham, and so on, and like he did with David. Yes, yes. Now, I want to walk that out. I want to see that happen in and through. I want my life to have meaning and value in the bigger purposes of God. Don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as human beings, we can fail, we can miss the mark, but the issue is our willingness to say, I can't live without his presence. Let me go back. Uh, Just mm -hmm. like that prodigal son we mentioned earlier. It's what I have is gone, but I need him. When he came, the father gave him the, the clothes, the, the, the ring, and the shoes, and he didn't condemn him. He accepted him. He welcomed him. Yeah. Going back to his presence is what we need more than anything else. Absolutely. We need that. And that's what revival will look like, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Revival yes. isn't going to yes. look like building churches. No. No. God will build his church. He says, you yeah. make disciples. Mm-hmm. But we decided yeah. to build churches and didn't make disciples. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. 
you know, these things are not that hard to understand if we're really honest. God wants us to be honest with him, transparent with him. We like to use the word transparent with our politicians these days, and we know they're not transparent. They're not honest. But we're not very honest with God either, are we? Most of the time we don't. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. As you consider your own life, mm-hmm. as you consider your own life, mm-hmm. do you believe, Alimu, that you are truly abiding in his presence? Yes. Let me, let me qualify that yes. How okay. do you say that bold? There, because, there's nothing. Uh, that I'm not. I'm not asking you to make yep, a statement no, of pride no, or arrogance. No, just an no. honest statement from your viewpoint. My my honest statement is uh, yes, because for me, not not dwelling in His presence is not an option. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't have A, B, C choices. Right. Either God is God because I came from idol worshippers' family. Mm. I ran away when I came and accepted the Lord. That's it. So you didn't That's abide it. in idol worshiping there in Ethiopia. No. Well, I, praise the yeah, Lord for yeah. that. Yes, and and so abiding in Christ is 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 not an option for me. So mm-hmm. that, does that mean that I do everything the way? No, no, no. That's what the grace of God is available. I don't pretend mm. when I fail. I repent. I come to the grace. The grace is sufficient every day. Aren't I you glad for the mercy of God? Yes. That yes. is there yes. Yes. every morning if we're humbly yes. walking in his presence, abiding in him, doing his will, and seeking him with a whole heart. Absolutely. And the, 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 for me, one example in the Bible that always keeps me on the track is Mary and Joseph. The, uh-huh. the, the two individuals are trusted with the Son of God. Really? Even if they left Jesus behind. But what happened? How did they get back to the track? They said, yeah. we are not going to continue on without him. Yeah, and it wasn't... It, God didn't entrust it... Uh, the Christ child to Mary because of an immaculate uh, conception. He entrusted the Christ child to Mary because of her holiness and her desire to walk in the presence of the Lord. Exactly. Exactly. They went back and looked for him. Mm -mm -mm. You know, uh, I'm so glad that you wrote this book. Uh, You can forgive Chuck Pierce for not joining us because of his namesake. (laughs) Uh, but <laughs> he's been on this program before in the distant past, but you have not. And I'm glad yeah. that you have joined us, Alimu. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to be careful down there in Texas, though, because I I get word that you guys are c- considering seceding from the union. And uh, that would mean you wouldn't be in my political <laughs> presence as a state in the union. And that bothers me. No, we will climb the mountain of God and dwell in his presence so we can bring the word of the Lord to the church. There you go. Okay. All right. Now, do you have kids? 
Yes, I, I have I have two kids. Uh huh. Are, he- uh, are they yeah, here in the in, states? Yeah, one is in uh, the, the first one is in Washington D.C. She is a lawyer. My son is working for Chuck Pierce. Uh huh. So the lawyer in Washington D.C. is he abiding in the presence of the Lord or in the presence of politicians? No, she is. She is a, a, a young lady. She abides. In fact, right now she is practicing the law. She is taking also discipleship class, uh-huh. so that she can bring Christ in His fullness to wherever she goes. Yeah. Well, you tell her that you were just interviewed by a twenty-year trial attorney wow. uh, from California. That God called that. to leave yeah. the practice of law in 1993 to plead his cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation, America's greatest crisis hour. Give, give her some encouragement in that regard, will you? I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. All right, brother. Pray for us thank right now. So okay. Father, we thank you for this time. We just give you glory and honor. Lord Jesus, we invite your presence. Let your presence overwhelm America, each one of us. Let your presence penetrate every home, every heart, every mind, every Mm. marriage in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. We need your presence more than anything. Lord Jesus, come in. As your word says, open the gate. Let the King of Glory come in. We open for you, King of Glory. Come into America. We open the north gate, the south gate, the west gate, the east gate. Come, King of Glory, in. Come and reveal your glory and your majesty and your holiness and your salvation. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. I believe that there are a lot of listeners out there that will embrace that. Friends, we want to abide in his presence. That's where fullness of joy is. Get a copy of the book, $18, will put it in your hands. Abiding in his presence. On our website, saveus.org, call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at $5 for postage and handling. And become a partner, friends. Truly, become a partner. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't wait for the other guy. He's not doing it. You're the one that God is speaking to, right? You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.